0: process over product build habits build routines build goals that stack on themselves let go of like i want to be fit and work on how many times can i get to the gym instead of i want to make x dollars how many phone calls can you make that open up the doorway to a sale
1: so the question is this how do most agents find the secrets to succeed in today's competitive real estate market especially when the top agents are keeping those secrets to themselves? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Hi, I'm Aaron Amuchasteghi, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Real Estate rock stars. This is Aaron Wichestegui. You're in for a treat as I get to interview my friend, Aaron Velke today. We are sitting in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. This week, we are getting to talk to and interview other Go Abundance members who are here, part of us that are experts at their own craft. And the things that they're gonna tell you about are going to help you as agents. They're gonna help you as parents, as fathers, as and mothers, as good stewards of your money as you try to figure out how to amplify your own life and change the world. So, Aaron, how's it going? Phenomenal, man, this has been a great event. The, it's been really cool to see your journey the last few years. I remember talking to you a few years ago after a one life event, yep. right? And the, and we actually interviewed, uh, the, you know, some people from the one life, uh, fully lived here on one of our podcasts that got released before this or after this, and you and I were doing like this interactive coaching session and it was really cool at that time. You had so many ideas. So many things you were trying to drive and I actually talked to one of the other uh, gals that you had talked to Brandy during that coaching and both of us got off the call with you and thought, man, this guy has so much together, so many different goals. How is he going to accomplish it all? Now, back then you said, I'm going to write a book about coaching girls. I'm going to build this course. That's going to help teach kids about money. Um, You had uh, concepts about all sorts of different things, being able to speak, being able to grow, being able to join go abundance someday. And now a few years later, everything that you had on that list, you have checked off. Tell me just quickly about that growth from how did you have the mindset to take action? And did you accomplish everything? Was it easier than you thought? Was it shorter than you thought? What was, what was the secret? Because again, I also thought it was really, really massive action. I've, I've had my time auctioned off at, at nonprofits a bunch. And not everybody calls and cashes it in and says, hey, I booked a, a call with you. Mm. I booked a coaching call with you, and yet you had booked, you had bought the special one that had a whole bunch of speakers, and you did like all of us back to back to back to back. So I wanna, I'm going to steal some of the thunder and say, I think you took massive action. It's got to be one of the secrets. What did it feel like for you? <laughs>
0: it's funny to hear all that because we tend to forget that that's a part of our lifestyle. Which, yeah. Man, that, that was so long ago and yet not long ago at all. Right. Uh, I'd say the secret, strangely, is disbelief right? The, the language that we hear all the time is pick one lane and stay in that lane. Mm-hmm. And I've just felt like mortality is the context that I keep. And I've got a lot of things to do before I'm gone and a lot of things to give. So when when I got clear on what I was supposed to do, the biggest thing was to get out of my own way mm-hmm. and to just let the action unfold, to try to alleviate fear. Fear is just a big part of our, our challenge whenever we try to do something beyond our comfort zone. And Every single step of that pathway has been riddled with all kinds of identity changes that are necessary, all kinds of skill sets that needed to be developed. And beyond that, a really strong need for people around me to grow and evolve so that they can nurture my growth. Yeah. You know, there's
1: a saying we've heard it a lot this week. If you're not embarrassed by the person you were 10 years ago, then you're not working hard enough. I know as I started that story, we were thinking that was so long ago that I was that person starting that growth. And now you are just crushing so much stuff. You even, you presented to Fanbundance this week, you presented about your book to parents and everybody said, wow, that was the most amazing session we had here. Mm-hmm. So tell me about
0: your book, why you wrote it and kind of the premise of it. So I started coaching soccer out of college and quickly evolved into coaching girls. I did that for 11 years, I retired last year. And one, it was kind of my gift to the game, right? I've been coaching for so long. It was my homage to the thing that, that changed my life. Soccer changed my life. Yeah. But it was also clear that that while I was afraid to step in and and advise parents on something really meaningful, their kids, I had a lot of touch points, and I felt like you know I'd written ninety thousand words, only thirty two thousand got published, but I had all these ideas about ways, simple ways that someone could create a safe space for a kid. So at a certain point, that mission became so clear that it just had to be written. And that 11 years of, of thousands of students and kids outside of that as well really taught me a lot, taught me what I saw was different than what I was hearing. And to see the difference between the two, it just the book basically wrote itself. And I had a lot of parents through coaching really cement that I had something different going on. In the way they gave me feedback or the way their daughters would come back after four or five years and say dude you you changed my life and i think all of us have or want to have that one coach and i feel very grateful that a few of my players have come back and said i was that guy yeah
1: the, I've also been a coach, I've also been a soccer coach of, of young girls, did it for several years. And the, I'm currently not a coach. And after hearing you speak, it was like, wow, I need to go back in and do that. Because some of the best times in my life was being able to um, experience the happiness and the joy and the ups and downs you know, in kids' lives and getting to see that process as, as so fun. So let's talk about, so you've had a bunch of different businesses that you've grown. Mm-hmm. One of them is this it's like a giant interactive board game. And the first time we play, there's hundreds of people in a room and it's like the game of life on steroids where it'd be like, Hey, are you going to invest in college? Are you going to go get this job? Are you going to do this with your money? Are you going to do this with your money? Oh, here's something that, that you got to spend on. And it, and my kids have still talked about that as one of the, some of the most fun they've ever had, um, tell me about that game a little bit. And then also what is the one or two most important things? That you think young humans need to know about money.
0: Mm, deep question. Uh, so that game started with us figuring out how to make a sport out of money, and that's what evolved. Yes, this like interactive That's what entrepreneurship space. is. It's yeah, a sport. Real estate agent, It's exactly. a sport. Exactly. Yeah. Like if you're listening, you know this. This is the game, right? And and to put somebody in the game really early, it was awesome to see them wake up. Just this cool light bulb moment. And as we started and piloted and tested and grew, it just caught a wave. We had volunteerism expand and explode. We had all of these different interactive elements that we developed. We built a program to help it. It it just created a big siphon of energy. And as that siphon grew and grew and grew, our business grew with it, right? Sort of sucked up all the energy from what we believe kids need to know, and then it exploded in this awesome mushroom cloud of impact. And you know, over time, that business required us to grow so that we could pass down more, which is part of my mission, right? If I grow and learn, then I can pass it down. And the, the business now has expanded into working with adults. A lot of that, that game changed with COVID. Mm-hmm. But that experience puts someone in the driver's seat of making financial choices early. And I think the two things that people need to, kids in particular, need to experience is failure with their money first. Right. We, yeah. we love to like shelter them like, well, I'm not going to let them spend here. I'm not going to let them do this. And failure is really important. We learned a lot from failures. So that game was really a failure mechanism. Um, and then we want to pre- prevent them from going too far down a slippery slope, put up the boundaries. But we want to let them crash and burn once or twice with mistakes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Money failure. The money failure is really, really important. Failure is really important. Yeah. It's funny. I got to interview my daughter, Maddie at Fanbundance. We talked about the businesses that she grew. Right. And she's making a lot of money now as a 14 year old where I'm like, you'll never like by the time you are ready to graduate from high school, you won't have to go to college. Like your job is already set. You'll be on like your third or fourth business. And it was funny because when I wanted to share her journey, she did not want to share her failures. Right. She was like, I don't want to talk about that business. I don't want to talk about that one. I don't want to talk about that one. I only want to talk about my one right now that I'm crushing it in. What I'm winning. Right, and then she's 14. Of course she wants to talk about how she's winning because she has so much to be able to offer even to adults that are trying to start their own business. But our failures are our story. Yeah. Our failures are success. I would be nothing without my failure and the most things that I ever learned. Right now, you know, my life is in a good season. My businesses are in a good season. And so much of it is because even failures of not taking advantage of opportunity in the past. And then getting to see like, oh, right now is this period of huge opportunity. We've had three times where we didn't go big enough. Let's go as big as we can during this one. Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Amuchasteghi for a quick commercial break. So during 2020 and 2021, the real estate market completely changed. There's so much competition in the market, so many people trying to buy and sell houses, but there's hardly any supply, hardly any product, hardly anyone willing to list their homes. It's time for every agent out there to become a hybrid agent investor to be able to reach out directly to homeowners to try to get them to sell or list their house. We've got a new website, go to leadpropeller.com and you can set up your own investor buyer website in just minutes. You'll set up your own URL, set up phone numbers, help go through leads, help reach out to people that aren't listing their pro- their property currently and have them fill out a form that says, hey, I want to sell my house. And then as an agent, you can go through and make them a hybrid offer. You can tell them, hey, I think your house would sell for $220,000 on MLS, but I can either write you a $180,000 cash offer right now or I can help you fix it up and you'll list it for $220,000 on MLS. These are buyers that are looking for quick cash offers tens of thousands are submitting these forms every single day and they're skipping the listing process but so many of you guys out there are such good agents it's a great opportunity to get that lead and help them maximize sales price for their home so again go to leadpropeller.com and think about signing up for your own investor site so buyers will start reaching out to you asking you to make an offer on their home so what is your
0: favorite thing you're working on right now well i'd say the Best element in my life now is that all my businesses are aligned. It's taken a long time to get here. I've been in entrepreneurship for six years, and it's taken a long time to get them together. So we've got Money Club, which is all about financial education, specifically behavioral, psychological, habitual elements of money, and understanding how to build wealth from a formulaic perspective. Really, really exciting. So that's a great area where I can help someone that wants it but doesn't understand the That's Money Club. That's Money Club the second one is called front runner and that is for men and women that are very ambitious that want to find their purpose so they may be exceptionally good at their career or exceptionally financially savvy but are missing that fulfillment that we all deeply want so we take them away for a weekend we do some really deep exercises and help them discover it i don't say that wouldn't say that we assign it. we just help them discover and then i'm a coach one-on-one or I do small groups that are very much about alignment and congruency and all the different emotional elements. And that one's called get out of your own way. And, you know, for the first time, I've been able to say, look, my life is all about impact. My businesses are all about impact. And if, if you're clear on your money, I got you here. If you're not clear on your money, I've got you there too. And what has been most interesting about this journey is that all of that as a paradigm was challenged, right? So I mentioned disbelief, like, People say, pick a lane, people say, you know, money first, impact later. Um, but I had a couple near death experiences that really contextualized, what are you here for? Wow. That made this, this arrowhead, my alignment really clear. And those three businesses now make a day really exciting. Like even my toughest days where I'm like, what are you doing, man, are very impactful. And that is something I'm really proud of. Yeah. Did you also teach
1: a credit card hacking class at this event? I know one of your things has been that kind of credit card point hacking and trips that you get for free and things like that. So real estate rock stars, I think we're probably gonna have that or part of that either as part of this podcast or in one of our special resources on our website to be able to share with you. And that is some fun stuff too, that I've, that I've learned over time that you've learned over time. And it's kind of ways to even stack on, you know, on top of what we're doing. Hey, if you guys are doing this and you're not doing it, if you're buying stuff on credit cards through your business, and charging this way and you aren't doing it this way and, and you're not getting your flights for free. Yep. Well, then you're doing something wrong. So last question is really about GoBundance, but it could be about any mastermind. So the, why are you a part of a mastermind and what benefits have you had from it? And I've seen, again, I've seen so much of your growth in just the last three years. It's so exciting to see you here as a peer instead of, instead of asking for advice, you're here giving advice. But um, tell me about
0: master your mastermind experience. Uh, my first one was really scary. I was so scared and I had, had to deal with tremendous imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. So if anybody's listening that's new to that space, know that that's a very real feeling. Yeah. Um, I absolutely had
1: the same feeling. First time I walked so into weird. the room was like, Oh my God, I like yeah. these guys, everyone's doing so
0: much more than me. Yeah. 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 It's easy to compare, right? It's easy to self judge. It's, it's so easy to be very critical, but, um, the, the premise to me has always been about learning. And that's how I got engaged, was to learn, learn, learn. Mm-hmm. And then I realized something even more important is that the best thing that you can do in a mastermind group is offer insight. And if you can offer insight, doesn't matter what your area or lane is, so much comes back. And I've made it a, a real point to be the guy in the room that shares as much as he can. And even if people are like, whoa, you're all over the place, man. I will give everything I've got and leave it all on the field. And that's just been my athletic perspective, my coaching perspective, my my business coaching and alignment coaching, events like it's all of it. And that approach has created such a unique um, outcome where it it powers growth in me. Right? I in order to keep giving, I have to keep growing. Yeah, and that's a really unique way to look at life. What a cool way to see. I haven't heard that as an answer,
1: as a way you're saying, when I show up, I want to give and give and give as much as I can, because that will automatically challenge me to grow because I'm going to run out of gifts that I can give. I need to (laughs) to learn a new skill to teach a new skill. I think that's awesome. But last, so I said that was the last question. What is the one thing you would tell people of how to succeed and thrive
0: in their life over the next year? Mm. 12 months process over product build habits build routines build goals that stack on themselves let go of like i want to be fit and work on how many times can i get to the gym instead of i want to make x dollars how many phone calls can you make that open up the doorway to a sale instead of you know i want to live the best life i can i want to consistently give back to others i want to do a random act of kindness once a week process over product that will change your life
1: That is so great, Aaron. So, the people are going to want to reach out to you. They're going to want to ask more. They're going to want to find out about your money program and everything else. What's the best way they can find you? Uh,
0: My email is asvelky at gmail. That's an easy way All right. Aaron, Stephen Velky. Um, you can also find me on Instagram and Facebook. My name is thankfully unique enough that you can just type in Aaron Velke and you'll find me on either one of those. God, God bless unique names on
1: social media. So <laughs> okay, the, right. you guys know I'm Aaron and Muchiseki on social media. If you get to like if you just type like A-M-U, it'll fill the rest yeah, of my name. So in. it makes so the so you said A-S-Velky yep. at Gmail yep. or Aaron Velke, It's A-A-R-O-N-V-E-L-K-Y. We'll also have those notes in our show notes for you guys watching it on YouTube, or you can always go to our website and find that. So Aaron, it is a pleasure to get to see your growth. It was a pleasure to get to learn from you a couple days ago as you were on stage teaching us. And thank you for joining me on our podcast today and real estate rock stars. Thanks for listening. Thanks for having me. All right. Hey, real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Bucastegi and I'm interrupting myself to bring you this commercial break from one of our sponsors. And I know, I know, You guys would much rather listen to the content and not the ads and not the sponsors. But this is one that I'm actually super, super excited with. You know, so many of the realtors that we interview on the show, they talk about how much systems are important and how much follow-up is important. And I'm really, really excited about our new sponsor. There's somebody I've been looking at for a long time. And when they reached out to me, I said, yes, we have to be able to do this deal. So that sponsor is Follow Up Boss. You know, on an interview last week, with Agent Mark McGuire, I asked him what his favorite software and what his favorite system was. And he said it was Follow Up Boss. And then he went on for another three or four minutes to talk about why Follow Up Boss was the best CRM he uses. So there's a lot of superstars out out there that use Follow Up Boss. Some of the stats they gave me, Robert Slack, 1.5 billion team in Florida, number one in the U.S. He uses Follow Up Boss to get a 400% ROI on its massive paid lead spend. Deborah Beagle, co-owner of the Ashton Group in Nashville, uses follow-up boss to guarantee the agents who join her team get two homes under contract in the first 90 days. That's a big guarantee for new agents. Barry Jenkins of your friends in real estate uses Follow-Up Boss to automate everything so his team can produce $200 on 25-hour work weeks. All right, so here's an offer. You guys are going to get this special for being Real Estate Rockstars listeners. Now, I've I've used Follow-Up Boss. We've actually used it in our non-real estate businesses as well because it's so good at being able to set timers, set automatic texting and emailing, and what do do you know? Best name ever, Follow-Up. So here's what we got. For Real Estate Rockstars listeners get a 30-day free trial. That's normally 14 days. So in order to get this, you go followupboss.com forward slash rockstars. Again, followupboss.com, just like it sounds, forward slash rockstars. Go there, get your 30-day free trial and check it out. Especially if you aren't using any systems or any CRMs yet, this will be a great one for you to start with. All right, everybody, thanks again. Now back to our show. Real Estate rock stars. This is Aaron Amuchastegi. Hey, back for another fun interview up in Steamboat Springs, Colorado with one of my GoBundance brothers, Kurt Butcher. So hey, Kurt, did I say your name right? Bookert. Dude. Like book Kurt. I feel like we've been friends for so long and I can't believe that I have. I say it different every time. Yeah. I've never said it Booker. No, you haven't. You've screwed it up. I'm time. such a failure, yeah. especially with a guy like my name i I should. Be, yeah, you would think. You'd you think would think it.
2: that I would care. Yeah, because I know yours. I'm You nailed that. Yeah,
1: it's funny when I went to check in yesterday, I, the, or a few days ago. I said, "Sign me up for the golf tournament." And the lady goes, "Oh yeah." And then she just writes my full last name, and I was like, "How did you know how to spell my whole last?" Like she meant that was like she is so special to me now. Like every time I see her, I'm like saying hi because she knew me well enough to spell my last name. That's pretty good. So Booker, I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna get that wrong again. The um. You were living when I first met you. You were living out in New Orleans. You recently moved you said out. Said that wrong too. It's New Orleans. Oh my God, New Orleans. The my my podcast listeners are gonna be yeah. like, what is this guy doing? What is this gonna be about? You didn't say Nolins. <laughs> I Now it's but now that you said that, I'm not even gonna be able to say it right. I just forgot how to say it right. So you were living in Louisiana. Yeah. Did I say that right? Yes. Maybe. What was your you reason and now you've moved to Florida, you are and the reason this is a fun story, you've really taken control of your life. Like you're an entrepreneur. I remember seeing different pictures and things that you would do. I love interacting with you on social media. We have so much fun. Some of your the most fun stuff you do is you take pictures of like stupid remodels or like new construction in downtown. You're like, why would they build this here? Why would this be here? This looks nothing like a normal city, like great job doing a bad job, or pictures of potholes and things like that. But then also as you've moved to Florida, like pictures of the sun and pictures of loving life, but the, you've had this awesome entrepreneur journey. So tell me a little bit about your entrepreneur journey over the past five years.
2: So yeah, the, uh, the last five years or just my journey in general? journey. Whatever you want to talk about. Okay. So I went to LSU, studied finance. Um, out of college, I was a financial advisor. Uh, became the uh, youngest CFP in the history of Louisiana um so study for that test pass that test so cert- certified financial planner and then i uh when hurricane katrina hit 2005 my company at the time moved me to dallas so i was in dallas for a year kind of had a guilt about leaving new orleans and, you know time of need after the hurricane um so i and, and then i also thought like this might be a great time to kind of start a business in the construction industry in new orleans because you know all the homes that were flooded that needed to be rebuilt yeah so i was brainstorming what to do i didn't really want to be a like straight up contractor. Um, so I ended up starting a spray foam insulation business. Um, so moved back to New Orleans, uh, picked the wrong business partner. The business almost went kaput in the first three months. Uh, then my back was against the wall. I turned it around, ended up making really good money, did it in seven years. And then um, I was plowing all my profits back into real estate. So I was buying old duplexes in New Orleans, fixing them up, renting them out, uh, mostly buy and hold. And after about seventy years of doing the spray foam thing, my passive income was more than my expenses. And I got totally burnt out on the spray foam business. And I said, screw it, I'm quitting. I found a guy to sell it to and I sold it to him at a, on a, fi- at a fire sale, sold him the business. Um, I got married. I said, uh, let's take a year off, let's, let's retire. Um, so my wife and I took a year off. We traveled around the world for a year. Um, there were times when we were actually renting our house on airbnb this is the very beginning of airbnb before anybody really knew about it we were renting our house on airbnb in new orleans for like 300 a night and we were I remember in argentina at one point spending about forty dollars a night on airbnbs there so we had a great arbitrage we were We've actually done that yeah we were making money traveling around the world so that was cool um after about nine months of that i got kind of I kind of felt like a loser after about nine months because I was. Why. I feel like as a man, you need like your self worth is very wrapped up into your your career and building something, and you want to be a part of something bigger than yourself. And I was just kind of like, I was just kind of like a tourist, which was great. But like after about nine months, I was like, I'm kind of ready to go home and start working again. So we came back. My wife got pregnant. And I just started being a real estate investor full time since then. So that was, I haven't had a W2 in 14 years now.
1: So you were, how old were you when you became the, the certified financial planner? I was 24, 25. 24, so like, <laughs> so like youngest in, in Louisiana at the time or youngest in history. And the, and then you did some of that hurricane Katrina made you leave and the, and so you went to Dallas and you kind of saw, there's a lot of times in life we see these opportunities. For me, it was seeing opportunity during the foreclosure crash. There's lots of different times it happens, and you go, "Wow, there's there's opportunity here to help people. There's opportunity to help people and make money." You know, especially her, like disasters. I've seen so many things. That, uh, uh, every time there's a storm in a certain town in Texas, all the roofers are out there going door to door, right? Because it's like, "Hey, here's some, a great opportunity. We need you need the work done. We need, it helps business. It helps the people." And um, and I think people need to always be looking for opportunity out there. For opportunity for whenever there's a catastrophe, whenever there's something good that happens, whenever a law changes, whenever a tax law changes, there becomes opportunity. And as right. entrepreneurs, so often we're like, oh, if they're going to change that with a 1031 structure, then here's a business for that. Or now we're, we we talked to a guy a few days ago about how to how to live to 150, right? And he believes that the next 10 or 20 years, that's going to be, for most people, if everyone's going to live to 150, there's going to be a lot of business opportunity changes, like life insurance, is going to the implications that that's going to have for the world, it's just... Incredible, so there's, we're gonna see so many more opportunities as we run around. A very short part of your story, so you said, I went from being an employee to starting an installation company. Right. It's a big jump. You also said, I found the wrong partner. What would you have done different to find the right partner? And how did you, once you realized you had the wrong partner, how did you break that up? That's hard, that's a common thing. There's gonna be people out there right now that are working with the wrong broker, you have the wrong partner, You whatever. So what would you have done different Uh, to choose the right partner first and then how did you
2: how did you how did you break up Yeah, so i mean i'd say the first thing is you have to be in business with somebody you trust so that person has to do the right thing whether they get caught or not or whether you're around or not and i just got involved with somebody that wasn't that trustworthy and um he just wasn't he just wasn't in the game I was I was all in he wasn't all in mm-hmm. so I went all in I cashed in my Roth IRA I cashed in some other accounts and I put up all the money so I was all in on that yeah. business and he just didn't put up the money and I think he looked at it as like a job he looked at it like hey as long as I get my paycheck on Friday I'm good Did and I, I really looked at ask. it like a business like this is our business this is me this is my name and we just looked at it totally different ways. Um, and yeah, when we parted ways, it wasn't that bad. I just, I, it was just kind of like a breakup. Like, man, this isn't working out. We weren't really making money at the time. So like, he didn't, he didn't even put up a fight. He was just like, all right, I'll go do something else. Cause he, we weren't really making any money. Yeah. <laughs> we were kind of losing money. So yeah, it wasn't that bad of a breakup, but, uh, yeah.
1: Could you have set up a different structure at the beginning that maybe he would have owned it as much as you did that he would have been in? Like I guess maybe it would have been if you would have made him invest too. Or can you think of anything at the beginning that you could have maybe done different to where he would have been all in also? I don't know because I just don't
2: think he had that. Some people just don't have that business owner mindset. Some people just have the employee mindset. It's almost like being brainwashed. Where you know those people that just you know, you know, like a contractor or something. Like if you don't pay them their money on Friday, like their world explodes. Yeah because they are yeah. living paycheck to paycheck. And he just had that mindset where I was thinking about like five years from now, I was thinking about the long term of the business. He was just thinking extremely short term, like I just need to finish this job and get paid on Friday and spend all my money by Monday. And I just didn't have that mindset at all. So you were working your business and you were buying investments on the
1: side and it got to a point where your investments were making more money than your job. And that empowered you to actually say, I don't like this job anymore. Like, I don't I don't know well, to- I was still making good money
2: in the insulation business so but the stress level was so high I was I remember driving around one day I was doing everything myself I was doing all the estimates all the paperwork kind of organizing the cruise I didn't actually do the work myself but uh, I was doing a lot and the stress level was really high I remember one day I was driving around from one estimate to another and I was drinking tons of coffee didn't get wasn't getting much sleep and my heart just started like, these crazy palpitations. I thought I was having a heart attack. Yeah. I was in my twenties, and that's when I told myself, I like, got. I need to get out of this. I need to get out of this business because it's gonna kill me. <laughs> yeah.
1: Horizontal income, you know, creates freedom in our lives. Like creating those investments, it takes time to like grow that garden and water that garden, but eventually, it gives us the ability to say, Hey, I don't need. I don't need to do this in my life anymore because of this. And you know, the ultimate horizontal income or investment is one that you don't have to do uh, anything with throughout entrepreneurship you have the the benefit of it the not you've recently moved to florida as an, as an as an investor and an entrepreneur you have to make your own choices as well and you get that freedom to say i can go live over here in, instead hey real estate rock stars this is aaron muchesteggi with a quick commercial break now you've been listening you've been waiting and now the big rent ready mystery can be revealed rent ready just launched rental property accounting for landlords it's so new i haven't even got a chance to check it out yet now you can easily connect your rental properties from rent ready to an accounting software created specifically for landlords with rent ready's newest partner rei hub now i've used a lot of payment processing systems in the past and it's always been a challenge even asking them to generate apis so it can talk to our existing systems and they're really any type software that collects payments doesn't make it very easy to do that. But now with Rent Ready, you can automatically transfer properties and charges from your Rent Ready profile. You can track your income and expenses with matching rules and payment templates to speed up your bookkeeping. View your profit and loss or cash flow by property or unit. Get your portfolios, balance sheet, schedule ease, and more. Guys, we're so excited about this. And here's something even more exciting. As always, with Rockstars, you get a special, special opportunity. If you're not currently using Rent Ready, you can sign up using our special code rockstar 50 and get 50% off your rent Ready subscription. Once you set up your properties, you can add rental property accounting as a premium feature. If you're currently using rent ready, go check out the new accounting features designed to save you time and money while you manage your business. And remember it's rent ready with an I at the end, R E N T R E D com. Thanks for listening. Go check them out. So now you're a full-time investor how do you do those relationships now? How do you do those deals now? And what advice would you give to any of our real estate agents out there that want to get into investing? Um, Yeah. Big question there. So how do you do it all now? How do you find those partnerships and what advice would you give to somebody interested in doing the same thing?
2: So now I'm much more picky because I feel like prices have gone up a lot. So I'm very, very picky on the things that we buy. A lot of the stuff I bought was from 2007 to 2013 back when you could just get incredible deals in hindsight. But I will say, in 20 years from now we might we might look back on right now saying this was the greatest opportunity ever to buy real estate. So right now I'm doing, I'm concentrating on short-term rentals in Florida. got uh, four lots there that'll I'm be building uh, new construction short- term rentals there. Uh, I'm doing a renovation in New Orleans. I'm not investing as much money in New Orleans as I used to. I'm just a little bit bearish on the future of uh, of the city. Uh, with the political leadership and uh, the demographics over there. But I'm very bullish on Florida. I love Florida. It's an incredible place. The beaches are amazing. The people are amazing. And it's just a beautiful place. I'm very, very bullish on the demographics of Florida. Yeah.
1: I, I believe we will look back on 2020 and 2021, and we will see this as one of the best opportunities to buy real estate. It's funny. remember looking back at 2012, we couldn't see it at the time. And then some people did go all in and seeing the growth since then. And that's been our strategy beginning of this year. We just said, Hey, we're going, we're going all in right now because we think over the next 18 months, it's, it's more. So I do. It, so who knows, right? right? Because right now you buy a house for twice what you would a year ago, right? We, we got some, we got a, some duplexes in escrow back in January for 290,000. We take delivery next week on them. And now they're worth 390,000. Like that's unheard of stuff, right? Like, should I buy another for 390 today? I'm going to it's kind of like maybe it's like buying bitcoin you're like buy on the high you buy on the low because <laughs> yeah. 30 years from now it's all going to be worth more right or 40 years from now so all right man the well i want to be able to talk to you more the um but we're running out of time as we're trying to jam so much stuff up here while we're at the the go abundance event so last question so people out there right now there's I, we got Hundreds of thousands of real estate agents that are going to see this. We've got people that are starting their entrepreneurship journey. We've got people that are deciding right now to start investing on the side. What is the one piece of advice you would give anyone of how to succeed and be happy in life you know, over the next 12 months?
2: I would say with real estate, it's, um, you know, what's the old saying? You, you buy real estate and wait, don't wait and buy real estate. I think with real estate, as long as you're buying right, buy and hold, I am not I'm not big on going in and out of properties. Yeah. Um, I'm a big buy and hold guy, whether it's, whether it's a stock market or the real estate market. I think if you buy and hold something right and have it for the long run, you're going to be in you're going to be in great shape in the future. But also, you got to you got to manage real estate. I mean, a lot of I think a lot of us as real estate investors, we talk about the deals, we talk about the sexiness of finding real estate, the markets that we're going in. But the unsexy thing about real estate is the management of real estate. Yep. So you actually have to manage real estate. You gotta manage your tenants, you gotta manage your properties, you gotta manage your contractors, you gotta manage your maintenance. So that's a big part of it as well. You gotta treat that just as just as important as, as finding the deal, in my opinion. That's interest. That's like finding the right business partner. Yeah. Find the right property
1: manager or the right strategy or if you have employees that are self-managing, but we we have em- employees that self-manage most of ours, but choosing the right employees, the right team members. So getting getting a right deal is half the battle for you and right. ha- having the right partner or the right property manager or the right people. Because, yeah, it's um, not all the stories is I got this in escrow for 290 and before I even closed on it's like this. That's actually very seldom And the last time that was in 2005 and right after prices went to shit. So, right. the, uh, um, so that's not how the story always works. So, Kurt, people are going to want to reach out to you. They're going to want to learn about your experience in Go abundance or your investments in, in New Orleans. Did I get close? Yeah, that was good. All right, I said it right. Perfect. Or out in Florida. How should they
2: find you if they want to ask you some questions? Uh, Instagram is probably the easiest. Kurt Buck, so K-U-R-T-B-U-C is my uh, handle. Kurt
1: Buck. I love your Instagram page. Like I said, the I have so much fun interacting with you on there. About political stuff, about social stuff, and my is I do it all. I do
2: architecture shaming. I do yeah. politics. I do social commentary. Uh, I'll do it. I'll do everything. Mostly shaming, actually. Yeah, you I like a, to shame people. You do a whole. Like we need lot. more shaming. You do a whole lot. And of, bullying. Yeah, <laughs>
1: no, not the bullying, <laughs> but if so, okay. but yes, you love taking the picture and going, "What is this politician thinking? What was this person thinking on this house? Awesome stuff, Kurt. I will interact with you more the rest of the weekend and on social media. So, Kurt, thanks for joining us, Real Estate Rockstars. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Aaron. All right, Real Estate Rockstars. This is Aaron Muchostegi.